So good to be on the program tonight. Thank you so much for having me. God bless you. Amen. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. Um, yeah. Not to take too much of our time. Our theme this year is Tribe. And we've been talking about that topic for some weeks now. And tonight, we know that you are prepared for us. God has um, prepared you for us. And then we just allow you go on talking about the topic tribe. How to tribe, particularly in this season, a lot is going on. So many things are happening around and people are giving up. But this is just God telling them, no, this is even when you should shine your light brighter. Just like our anchor scripture in Isaiah 60 verse 1 says, we should arise, shine our light as well. So over to you, sir. Okay, um, thank you so much once again, um, Anessa's ministry, for having me on the program tonight. Uh, so, of course, why, when you sent me the invite, and the first thing that came to my mind is, okay, so um, if somebody is going to thrive in the midst of um, all the things happening around us in the world today, uh, what are the things that one must be able to sort out as an individual? So this scripture came to my mind, um, taught John uh, from verse 2 to 4. Now let me read from the New Living Translation. It says, Dear friend, I hope all is well with you and that you are as healthy in body as you are strong in spirit. Some of the traveling teachers recently returned and made me very happy by telling me about your faithfulness and that you are living according to the truth. I could have no greater joy than to hear that my children are following the truth. So here, um, um, the, uh, John, the, the apostle, wrote a letter to the believers, and he said something which is very instructive. He said that, um, I wish that um, it is well with you, that you are healthy in body as you are strong in spirit. So if we say someone is going to thrive in our in, a, in the world today, thriving is not just the fact that somebody has money. For many people, everything about them is money. Once they can, um, they have a way of making sure that they, um, they reduce everything, every experience to money. But then you realize that um, life itself is more than money. So um, John said that if you are healthy, then you must have a strong spirit. And you know what? Many years after John wrote this epistle, the WHO, the World Health Organization, defined health as a state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being, and not merely the absence of disease or infirmity. So that was several years after, <laughs> in fact, centuries after John had written the epistle, um, the WHO came to terms with the fact that when you say somebody is healthy, it doesn't mean that the person has um, just mere absence of the diseases or infirmities in his body, or the person has a lean account, you know. He said, no, that's not all. It is a complete thing, an overall thing. And for me, I believe very strongly that that is the plan of God for everyone. God expects every one of us to be strong in spirit, to heal, to live a healthy life, um, spirit, soul, body, 
mentally, socially, every aspect of life. Like the Bible said about, about Jesus in Luke 2.52, and so many people have been able to draw inspiration from that. The Bible said Jesus increased in wisdom, that is mental development and stature, and that is physical development, and in favor with God, that is his spiritual relationship with God, and in favor with men, that is his social interactions with people. So all of these things add up to form the kind of person that we are going to be. So if anybody is saying, I am thriving, then it has to cover all of this aspect of life. And, you know, there's something very instructive in, in John's letter, uh, which I think um, we should all go home with. You know, so um, Paul says, uh, um, sorry, John, rather, he said, some of the traveling teachers recently returned and made me very happy by telling me about your faithfulness and that you are living according to the truth. So that, that, that got me. Like, if you're strong in spirit, then you must be a faithful person. A, somebody that is strong in spirit is someone that is faithful, faithful in everything. So you cannot remove um, being strong in spirit or thriving from also being a faithful person, from faithfulness. So I, I think that if you ask me, that's just my own understanding and summary of that concept of thriving, that you're thriving spiritually and you are faithful in everything that um, the world, as it were, commits to your hands. So um, that's that's what I just say for now. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Okay, so ah, this one is another dimension. <laughs> <laughs> So the transition expert is taking us on another dimension tonight. But when you say faithfulness, what do you mean by faithfulness? Or how do faithfulness, how do you thrive in faithfulness? So can you shed more light on what you mean by faithfulness? You know, faithfulness to different people means different things. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, thank you for that question. I'm going to attempt your question using four different synonyms for faithfulness, and I call it F-A-C-T, facts. So I call it F-A-C-T, Okay, so I'm going to use four different um, synonyms. So um, the first synonym of faithfulness that everyone that is going to thrive must understand is fidelity. Of course, I know when people talk about fidelity, the first thing that comes to your mind is, hey, marriage, okay, are you faithful to your spouse and all of that. But um, in, in English, fidelity simply means faithfulness to a person, a cause or belief demonstrated by continuous loyalty and support. Let me take it again. Fidelity is faithfulness to a person, a cause, a belief demonstrated by continuous loyalty and support. So you cannot say you are thriving in life when you don't have fidelity as a character, meaning mm. that you, you are faithful to a cause. You are faithful to a, a set of beliefs. Um, uh, people can see you and they know what you stand for. That is thriving. Uh, because for you to thrive in some, for you to say, for you to say you are thriving, you must be thriving in something. And the something you are, uh, whatever it is you are thriving in, is something uh, that um, that means that you are committed to it. You're faithful to whatever it is you say you believe. Okay, so that's that's thriving. So that's one aspect of it that I think we need to pay attention to. Then the second one is authenticity. That's another. Uh, remember, I said F A C T. So the the second thing that I, I would like about is the um the a of it and that is authenticity 
To be authentic simply means to have undisputed origin and not a copy, to be a genius. So many people are living fake lives. Many people are living, um, you, you doubt their origin. You doubt um, where they even come from, um, you know, because they are not living true to their nature. So there are many people who are, who are photocopies, who are counterfeits, uh, because they have not understood the place of, you know, they have not understood the place of living a genuine life, living a sincere life. So you cannot be thriving if you are not authentic. That means you are living another person's life. And I know that the, the, uh, the God of the universe is the God that wants us to be, to, to live at our best. To want us to live. Of course, you know, when we come into the world, the world system tries to reprogram us to make sure we are counterfeits. Um, making us um, accept mistake as um, uh, as a crime. Uh, so uh, after a while, people lose their authenticity because they don't want to try. And there is no how you can thrive without trying. <laughs> okay, let me say that again. There is no how you can <laughs> without trying. Wow. So you must be trying wow. and keep trying. And that is trying. How but many people have lost that zest. Many people have lost that. People have lost that power to want to to try because the the world system, the world around them has made them to lose their authenticity. So you cannot say you are faithful to a cause or you are thriving without living that authentic life. Many people have lost that, and 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 we, we cannot say you are thriving uh, without that. So the, the the third synonym of faithfulness I would like to also talk about is constancy. Okay, so we've talked about. Uh, fidelity, I've talked about authenticity. Constancy. And, and basically, um, what is constancy? Uh, constancy is the quality of being enduring and unchanging. Constancy, quality of being enduring and unchanging. So uh, there is this attribute of God that every believer needs to understand. The Bible said about Jesus, the Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, meaning that he doesn't change. He is always constant. So Jesus is constant. All right. So for us as a people, um, you, so you see many people, they are neither here nor there. They try this today, they move to this place tomorrow. They... So you cannot thrive when you have not fully become dedicated and sold out to what you believe in. So constancy is being enduring and unchanging. People come to meet you and you are still the same person. You still have the same set of beliefs because you know uh, from the onset that that set of beliefs are authentic. They are original. And you are not trying to be another person. You are not trying to copy another person. They come from your place of understanding. They come from your place of originality. You know, so those are things that... that keep people thriving. Look at anyone thriving in the world today. Many of them have been doing whatever it is they are, they are doing for many years without changing, especially those years when it looked like nothing was happening. I, I, I just remember now the story um, of, this, um, of this species of bamboo called the Moso bamboo. Um, so um, I read about it some years ago that, that when you plant the Moso bamboo, that um, for the first yeah. five years, um, any visible signs of growth. Uh, for the first five years Moso bamboo, you don't see any visible sign of growth. But after five years of 
people, the tree begins to grow at a very, very rapid rate, such that in three months, it can grow sometimes to as tall as 90 meters. And this is a tree that, <laughs> that um, doesn't show any visible sign of growth. That's constancy. So what do you think this, um, this tree is doing um, those period? The truth is that it is building its roots. The root system is going down and down and down so that it can support that rapid shoot up. So you can imagine that if the root of the, of the tree is not well established, if the root is not well established, what happens is if it grows rapidly in three months to 90 meters, it's going to fall because yeah. it will have nothing hold it. So you see a lot of people, they just shoot up. Pam, and then just uh, for example, there are some artists that they just do one track. That track, like we say in a in a part of the world, they they <laughs> blow in that. You know, and that you don't hear about them again. That's what happens to many people uh, because um, they have not developed the roots. And we see some musicians, we call them evergreen. Why are they evergreen? Is because they have built the root system. And so they can thrive season in and season out. They never go out of fashion. You know, so I've talked about fidelity. I've talked about authenticity. I've talked about constancy. And the fourth one is trustworthiness. That's another attribute of faithfulness. If somebody is thriving, the person is trustworthy. And what, is, what does it mean to be trustworthy? This is the ability to be relied on as honest or truthful. This is the ability um, to, or quality um, of being relied on as honest or truthful. There are many people today who have lost their businesses, who have lost whatever it is they are doing because they are not trustworthy. And there is a form of capital today that people talk about in the business world. We call it social capital, meaning that there are sometimes you don't need to have all the money to do to do or start your business. But the fact that um, um, the fact that you can be trusted, people mm. can give you your services because they know that you are going to to um, to return their money when you make the sales, and that's how. That's how it's, you know, I, I remember I was in a meeting um, a while ago and someone shared an experience. So there was this person asking for help um, from an NGO. So um, the NGO already um, wrote a check, but the check, because there were a series of holidays that time, you know, in our part of the world, we have a lot of holidays. So there was no how um, the, the lady could, could, um, could cash um, the, the check that period because there were some holidays back to back. So there was one of the volunteers that said, okay, um, since your check has been written already and this money is like urgent, you need to do this thing before the holidays are over. You need to survive before <laughs> the holidays are over. So the person volunteered and said, I will give you the money. So after the holidays, you cash the money and return it to me. The guy said it's over three years now, and the lady is still giving her excuses. That oh, don't worry, I will give you the money. It's, what I I I I sourced the money for you in the first place, and then you got the check, and you are even going to eat my own money on top of. So you can imagine that person as an idea. You know, maybe that idea could actually thrive. But the fact that she had lost that trustworthiness, mm -hmm. nobody is going to give her any money anyway. Nobody is going to. And that's how many people mm -hmm. lose on opportunity.
opportunities. That's how many people lose whatever it is they, they you know, that, that the universe has for them, that God has prepared for them because they do not have that capacity. So trustworthiness, the ability to be relied on as honest or truthful. So those are the four things I, I said I've talked about. Remember, FACT, facts, fidelity, yeah, authenticity, um, constancy, and, 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 and truthfulness. That's You're really shaking some serious tables tonight, though. But I, I, I know that it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. If we must strive all these things just has to be in place, you know, because yes. the universe sure has so much in stock for us. But, you know, if we will not do these things, it will be hard for us to, you know. So looking at faithfulness now, so how do we now remain faithful? How do, you know, how do we thrive? Knowing that, okay, these are the things we need to do. So how do they now, what are the steps to working in this faithfulness, sir? Okay, so if somebody is going to thrive, um, of course, there are many things people can do. I will just talk on the foundation, the building blocks, okay? So I'll talk about the building blocks, and I call it MAP, M-A-P. So for you to thrive, you need facts. Um, for you to cultivate the abilities, for you to cultivate um, that capacity, then you need MAP. So what is MAP? From my own um, estimation, MAP simply means meditation acceptance wow. and prayer and you know wow. the interesting thing these things are not spiritual things in quote as it were um in yeah. many parts of or let me say they are not religious things let, let me not say they are they are spiritual, <laughs> they are spiritual. <laughs> Um, um, in, in many parts of the world, uh, these things have been reduced to uh, to mere religion, and I'm going to explain to you. So, um, when I was having a chat with um, with Anessa, uh, um, I, I told her, I said, I want to talk to a wide audience. I don't want to limit this talk to maybe, oh, I'm a Christian, yeah, or oh, I'm a Christian. Yeah. I want to share principles that are that are universal and that anybody can understand. None of these principles work for you, whether you are a Christian or a non-Christian. You're watching the, the replays. I'm going to explain these things with non-religious terms because they are actually non-religious, but they are very spiritual. So let me take the first one, meditation. So what is meditation in itself? Meditation is the ability to achieve harmony between your inner and your outer world. Let me take it again. Meditation is the ability to achieve harmony between your inner and your outer world. So um, we say that there's so much happening around us today. Every time you open your TV, you open your phone, you or even driving on the road, you they are so you you are um, uh, you you have you're bombarded with so much in quote bad information, bad news, such that they can literally wear you down and they can make one to want to give up on life in itself. Okay, so, um, but when we come to a place of meditation, we are able to achieve a balance. We are able to achieve harmony between the inner world and the outer world. So, uh, meaning that your inner world um, is not being influenced by outer world. It's not um, it, it, your outer world is not choking your inner world. And let me explain. Some people allow their outer world to control their lives. Mm. So um, when people 
come to that state, if somebody is controlled by the outer world, people like that most times are usually overwhelmed. They are usually overwhelmed. They are overwhelmed by life. So sometimes we see um, spate of, of depression. We see uh, people committing suicide, uh, people giving up on life. Um, sometimes people throw, uh, throw tantrums, um, you know, um, people uh, excuses here and there. Oh, it's because of what this person did. It's because of this. It's because of that. You know, so when people allow their outer world to control them, to determine what they do, then such people become overwhelmed. Now, there are some people that um, don't have a balance. They are so much into themselves that they cannot um, relate well with the outer world. Such people, I would say that, is living in a state of overestimation. So there are some people that, they are so into themselves that they cannot achieve a balance. So they overestimate themselves. They overestimate their capacity. They overestimate um, their ability. They overestimate the things they can do. And that's why many times they fumble uh, because um, they are, um, their mind and everything is about, oh, this is um, what I can do. This is, um, um, you know, they see themselves as, um, you know, as, as untouchable. They see themselves as infallible, as I cannot, you know. So when you meet people like that, then you know that you have met somebody who is living a life of overestimation. And like um, the Bible says that, um, uh, that he, who, he who exhausts himself shall be humbled. So people like that, they are always, life will always teach them in a very hard way because they have, they have um, an, um, a, a disproportionate over, uh, or a disproportionate estimation of who they are. So they are so into themselves that they cannot achieve that balance. So the, the third thing that can happen, especially this happens in a place of meditation, is that you now have a balance between your inner world and your outer world. You have the right estimation of who you are and you have a right understanding of the things happening around you. And then there is a flow, there is a connect. That person is in a state of order. And when there is order, there will be progress. Where there is order, there will be prosperity. Where there is order, there will be peace. So like I said, these things are not um, religious. They are practices that anyone can do to use right now, whether you're a Christian, you, you are a Buddhist, you, you are a, uh, whatever religion you practice, if you understand this thing, they are not religious things, they are just principles. So um, if you allow the outer world to control you, you become overwhelmed. And many people today are overwhelmed. Many of the sicknesses, many of the diseases, many, uh, many of the problems that we are solving today is because people are overwhelmed. They are stressed. They are, they are worn out. Okay, And it's because they have not understood that place of order. And there are so many people today that are just um, riding on other people roughly and just uh, believe that um, they, are, <laughs> they are untouchable. So uh, all over the world today, we see, uh, we see dictatorial leadership. We see um, leaders who don't care about anybody. It's just about me. Like we say, um, you, you eat everything in the um, um, you, you you consume everything and then um, you you sit on the can like I don't know, I can't remember how, how to put it. So people just don't care. there are some people that are just larger than life and they don't care about any other person. 
People like that are so much into themselves that they can't see what's happening to others. But if one is going to achieve progress, if one is going to prosperity, if one is going to achieve peace, then one must learn the place of other, and other comes when that harmony, your inner world and your outer world. Okay, so um, I think so. Let let me add this. Let me add this. So um, when people um, when people um, are, are living in a state of overwhelm or overestimation, many times they are always reacting to situations or events around them. Let me take in. When people are living in overwhelm or overestimation, can you hear me properly? Can you hear me? It seems you are straining. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. I can hear you. Yeah, all right, thank you. So when My people life are fluctuating, but I can hear you. Okay, so <laughs> when people are, are in a state of overwhelm or overestimation, what usually happens is that um, they are always reacting to situations. They are always reacting to what people say, uh, what the economy say, what this one. You see that they are they, they are restless. They are always reacting. But when somebody lives in a state of order the person can correctly respond to any issue or circumstance that happens to them and they can take life the way life should be. You know, so um, for people like that, they are steady. Sometimes it may, they may appear slow, but, but they have learned to, um, to respond. They have learned to do what the occasion demands for them to right. be able to manage the situation um, that they face. So I think I will stop. I will stop on that. <clears throat> So I hope um, I hope it's making sense. <laughs> yes, yes, so much sense. <laughs> We're making sense. So we'll go on to our A on map. Yes, it, on on map. So let's go to A acceptance. So when people have learnt the art of meditation, and they have learnt to be able to achieve harmony within themselves and with the, with the world around them, one of the things that one of the uh, attributes they will develop is the is having a correct estimation of the way things are without any form of resistance let me take it again acceptance is having a correct estimation having a right estimation of the way things are without having any form of resistance we react to things, we react to people, we react to situations, we react to circumstances many times because we do not understand um, that what you resist persists. Let me take it again. What you resist persists. So let's take, for example, um, you live in a country like ours where um, the government don't care about the people they make decisions that, that on many occasions are against the people. For many people, what they will do is to start reacting. Oh, what kind of government is this? Oh, this government is bad. This government is this. They will make all manner of posts, say all manner of things. Some people even develop hypertension over it and, and all of that. But what is acceptance? Acceptance is saying, look, considering my state right now, I am not the vice president. I am not the Senate president. I am not the governor. 
So what can I do about this situation right now? So acceptance is taking things the way they are and choosing to live with what one cannot change without resisting it. Because the more you resist, the more the situation persists. And I'm going to say that again. The more you resist, the more the situation persists. So what we resist actually persists. So acceptance is saying, look, I'm going to stay on my course. I'm going to do what I can do. So um, the, the person that is reacting to the situation who has not understood acceptance, the person is fighting and saying, no, no, this cannot happen. But the, the person that has learned acceptance is actually asking questions. So what can I do in this situation? Um, so um, what is the best way forward for me and my organization and my company and my family in this situation? Because the person knows that right now I don't have what it takes to be able to reverse the situation, to be able to, to, um, to change the circumstance. So you accept where you are on your way to where you are going. But if you keep fighting where you are, the point, the truth is that people will not make progress because then they are in the mode of fighting. Now, let, let me try and, and um, use some, um, some spiritual terms now, okay, uh, or religious terms. I know you, you know um, some people that are always praying against demons. They are always praying against demons. Oh, every demon, every demon. People like that, they will always see a demon around them. And the reason is simple, because their mind, they are always resisting the demons. But there are some other people that see what Christ has done. So instead of fighting demons, they are saying, Lord, thank you for giving me victory. Lord, thank you for the death on the cross. Lord, thank you. So that person is not resisting the demons. He's rather focusing on what Christ has done. And you realize that people like that will make more progress and they will be able to achieve better things than somebody whose focus is on what demons are doing because that is resistance and that's usually what happens because resistance always makes you to focus on the things you don't have power over or on the wrong things but when you come to a place of acceptance then you can see things uh, from a, a broader perspective and it helps one to live a more holistic and a more uh, balanced life so um, that's, I think I, I'll stop there. I'll stop there, okay? So um, let, let me take the last one and then... On and then to we'll prayer. Yes, so like I said, they are spiritual terms, but they are terms. I believe that I've been able to prove that now. Okay, so let me talk about the last one, <laughs> prayer. When people talk about prayer, especially in our part of the world, you know, it's usually about the gymnastics around it. Somebody is rolling over his head and is saying, oh, um, let this happen or let that happen and all of that. But you know what? I have come to realize that prayer is very simple. Prayer is the habit of asking for help, especially from unseen elements. I'll take that again. Prayer is the habit of asking for help especially from unseen elements. So somebody says, okay, what are unseen elements? So um, for Christians, we believe that when we pray, we are praying to God, the God of the universe, the God of the Bible. For people who are not Christians, they also believe they are praying to something. But you know what? We all pray, whether you're a Christian or not. 
and I will give you some instances. For example, in soccer, in, in football, when the, the, the teams get to, uh, to the pitch, you see them rally around, and um, many times they say some chants. So I've realized that people pray when you realize that the result of an, of an event is beyond your impute. Let me say that again. Many times people pray when they realize that the result of an event is beyond their output or effort, their input rather. When they realize that the result of an event is beyond their input or effort. So they wish for the outcome to be in their favor. Do you understand? So when people yes, pray, when people pray, they are saying that I know I don't have all it. Yes, I have done all I could. I have, I have trained. I have practiced. We have a very good code. But then sometimes the odds are just not in your favor. You know, so and then you say, so you are wherever some people will say, okay, in Jesus' name for, for Christians. Some people will, will call whatever. And some people will not even say anything. They'll say, um, let this happen for me. Amen. You know, like that. So, um, so prayer is asking for help, literally. Prayer is asking for help. When we are praying, we are literally asking for help. For those who have been joining, um, we have been talking about thriving. And I have shared um, on, um, on what thriving is. I have also shared um, about um, the, the four things that must be in place if somebody must thrive. I talked about facts. I talked about fidelity. I talked about authenticity. I talked about um, constancy, and I talked about trustworthiness. So, I am, um, what I'm sharing now is um, how can you uh, build up um, your your spirit, whether you are a Christian or not? How can you build up your spirit to be able to thrive, irrespective of what is happening around you? So, I have shared on meditation. I have shared on acceptance, <clears throat> and the last point I'm talking about now is on prayer. And I said that I am not taking this thing from a religious dimension and taking it from a spiritual dimension and that is what it is <clears throat> so i was sharing something about prayer and i said that when people pray when people pray they know that the outcome of an event is beyond their effort and so they are asking that the universe or whatever they believe um, that it will eventually turn in their favor so i was using football as an example and i'll give you two Two examples. Uh, last season, last season, um, there was this team. Um, 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 there was Liverpool uh, and Brighton. Yes, Liverpool and Brighton. Everybody knows Liverpool was the defending champion of the Champions League. Ever um, Brighton just came. I think they, they finished last season uh, maybe like fifteenth um, or thirteenth position or so. On the football pitch that time, everybody knew that Liverpool should win the match. But unfortunately, Brighton won Liverpool. Another example I will use is the Europa, Europa uh, finals, the Europa finals. Man U versus Villarreal. Villarreal had never won any trophy in their life. <laughs> that was last season, the Europa last season. Villarreal had never won any trophy in their life. Mind you, has won every trophy that any team could win. Mind you, was the second on their own league table. Villarreal was the seventh on their own league table. 
So it was obvious that Villarreal were the underdogs. But they played for 120 minutes. It ended in 1-1. And then they went into penalties. After the penalties, eventually Villarreal came out as, as winners. So you realize that sometimes the, the outcome of an event is beyond your efforts, is beyond your input. So that's why people pray and say, whatever it is, let this be in my favor. So once we understand these things, then we are not going to be religious about them anymore. So asking for help from, from the universe is not a crime. It is you understanding that there are some things that are just beyond you. For example, you, you're submitting a proposal somewhere. The people that will make the decision on that proposal, you no, don't you know don't them. And you are not the only person somebody is thriving, somebody is growing, and then you can measure your progress after one year or two years or three years. Remember I said that four things must be in place. Um, fidelity, um, um, authenticity, uh, constancy, and trustworthiness. Those are basic things that anybody that wants to thrive must be able. So once you are, you've developed those, char those character traits, and you can put on these um, other ones that's the practices now. There's a character trait and there's a practice. Once you put on this practice, ensuring there's harmony, um, harmony within you and, and, and outside you, of ensuring that um, you you are not resisting, you are um, you are just allowing things to be, and then you are asking questions. So, what is the best way forward? You are not fighting the situation. You are not fighting the system. You are just asking, what is the best? <clears throat> <clears throat> Sorry about that. You are just asking what is the best way forward right now. You know, that's acceptance. And then prayer. You are asking for help. So whatever you believe. So whether you're a Christian, you pray to God and say, Lord, I know I, I don't have all it takes for the final outcome to be my favor. But help me. That is prayer. Help me. Help. Help. And, and like one of my mentors will say, he said that there is one prayer God will always answer, the prayer of help. <laughs> say, God, help me. Because at that point, it means you have realized that you cannot do it all by yourself. And that outcome is, is beyond you. So at that point, God will always um, respond. So I think um, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> We've tried today. Thank you so much. Ah, we need to do this again, though. Come with your questions. I know a lot of people might want to ask questions even after the replay. So whenever you hear that the transition expert is coming up again on Anessa's ministry, please join in with your question. You can also leave your question on the comment section of this live.